On today's episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Watchable, we're talking about Sleepaway Camp, Holiday, Borat 2, Boyle finally watched it, and we do our segment Good, Bad, and Watchable. Before we get to your listener responses on Instagram, we have a Cookie and Kristen review at the end, and we also talk about Bly Manor. So we have an action-packed show for you. Let's get to it. We are right on target for Q3, and I'm sorry, can I uh, call you back? Mom, I'm working. That's what you wear to work? I want you to meet someone. This is a doctor, and he's single. She's much prettier with makeup. I'm wearing makeup. I am done casually dating on the holidays. There's way too much pressure. It's ridiculous. Try being the only single person left in your family. Rodney said you didn't call him. You didn't call Rodney? Why didn't you call Rodney? Why didn't you call Rodney? Because I already have a boyfriend. Isn't it great? Here's my holiday. What? A date solely for the holiday. No commitment. That's what I need for New Year's Eve. We can be each other's holiday. Come on. Friends with benefits never work. So let's make it official. Non-sexual holidays from now on. Angela. <laughs> it's the good, the bad. And the watchable <laughs> uh, movie podcast hosted by three friends talking movies. We're talking limited series, maybe later on today, and other movie related news. It's Nick Rojas, Nick Boyle, Mark DeSisto. Guys, how we doing? Good to see you guys. Yeah, I'm doing well, man. Good. How are you guys? I'm good. Mark, welcome back from Austin. How's the voice doing? Uh, voice is in a bit of a, a rough condition uh, tonight, so... Gonna try to do my best to enunciate and speak clearly. <laughs> well, the good, the good thing is you don't really need a voice for a podcast. Totally useful, uh, useless part. In my opinion. No, this is like our 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 flu game based off Mark's voice. And I took a nap earlier. And if anybody knows, when you take a forty five minute nap in the middle of the day, your life is just over. Um, awful. Uh, my my head is clouded right now. So let's power through this, guys. And I walked in five minutes ago, so I'm ready. Like set up like that that's it. so let's let's get right to it we have no time to dilly dally today johnny depp resigned and now mark i know you could probably speak about the whole like forced to resign thing i'm sure you know in your line of work that's a that's a spin if i've ever heard of one oh, yeah. uh johnny depp forced to resign by warner brothers from the fantastic beasts if anybody remembers about what fantastic beasts is it's that wizarding world he was grindelwald so they had started filming this in London in September 20th. He had shot one scene. They, Warner Brothers, will still have to pay his full salary for the entire movie. Yes, Boyle, his full salary for the entire movie. And uh, it's it's one of those things where, and this is, you know, we like to keep things lighthearted on this podcast, but, you know, there's some things going on with his trial that is going on with his ex-wife, uh, wife, Amber Heard, a lot of stuff going on. We don't know what's real, what's true. Um, obviously, Johnny Depp, you know, claiming he's being defamed. A lot of things going on. Uh, now, here's what the Hollywood Reporter is saying, and I want to get this right before we get into the discussion here, because um, I don't think we're going to talk about this aspect, but I want this out there. It says, Warner Brothers wanted to allow due process to take its course before making a decision on the star's future in the franchise. Once Judge Andrew Nichol ruled that he accepted Amber Heard's testimony, which was detailed and painted a picture of Depp as an abuser, Emmerich's testimony, which was a fait accompli, uh, uh, that's a French term, I believe. That's a law, that's a law term used around the world, right, Mark? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the studio opting to recast the role less than midway through the franchise. Obviously, they're thinking that there's going to be five of these movies. Um so, not we're not going to talk about personal lives here. Let's just kind of like talk about kind of his role in this greater wizarding world. Boyle, I think you're the bigger fan of Fantastic Beasts. Mark, is that fair? No, uh, I'd say that's completely fair. <laughs> I was going to say I would. I'm going to be mad if anyone says otherwise. Because <laughs> uh, uh, I don't like those movies. I, I'm, I'm a huge Harry Potter guy. Yeah, not me. Uh, <laughs> I'm a nerd, so, but not that kind of nerd. <laughs> so I think, Boyle, I don't think this is the end of the world for this movie series, which by, first off, by the I posted this on Instagram. I have forgotten everything I've seen about these movies and that they existed, and I saw both in theaters. So I don't care. But let's say if I did care, at the end of one, it's a polyjuice potion, and then it's, oh, Johnny Depp really was like Colin Farrell the whole time. Couldn't you just say, like, uh, it was a second potion – 
this is no big deal, right, Boyle? I don't know. What do you think about this? I think if that's the way you want to go with it, you could, or you could just say, I don't know. I mean, look at Dumbledore. No one questioned Dumbledore when he switched two two uh, movies in. You know what I mean? Like it is what it was. You know, a different reasoning, but whatever. It is what it is. The fact of the matter is, um, don't act like the situation's not there. I guess right. He's being removed from this or being forced to remove from this for a reason. And I don't think we need to shun light on that. Like not, not shun it and not bring light to it. Just leave it like whatever. I don't know. Don't not acknowledge it, I guess. And it is what it is. Either bring a new person in or somehow change your story where it's tough because he's the main character. So um, he's the I main character. Just, he was the, yeah. He's like the, the main he's like the Darth. He's like the Darth Vader of this story. Yes, exactly. Well, like, so it's pretty yeah. much, it's like a Voldemort just all of a sudden they were like, yeah, we got to get rid of this guy. I mean, I don't know. Can you just like take someone really do the makeup well? And it is what it is. You don't really question it. Like that's almost what I'm thinking. Um, there are plenty of lookalikes that you could kind of sculpt the person similarly. I just, I or don't think it's a big deal. Face cover, Vader him, literally give him the Vader mask. Give him a mask for the rest of the movies. Good call, Mark. Or make something yep. happen to his face. I don't know. Yeah, but my yeah. point is, Rojas, is like, I'm with you in the sense of, even though I'm a huge fan, man, who cares? <laughs> who cares? Yeah. It, just, it doesn't, I, 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 I just don't think, yeah, it's going to mess the franchise up a little bit. They'll figure it out. It's Disney. They have the people there. It's, it's Warner Brothers. It is not Disney. I want no, that. Warner Brothers. I'm sorry. Sorry. It's a big company. They'll figure <laughs> big it change. out. That's my point. Sorry. It's, it, does Sisto kind of also provide a little bit of texture on this? It, the world of Harry Potter, this bad guy's been set up since like the books that he has like a final showdown with like Dumbledore, aka like the Gandalf of this world. And basically. Voldemort. Like there's like huge things that go down. Like it is a massive character. So yeah. who do we recast? Who do we want in? I can't do Colin Farrell because he was his choice is Nicolas Cage. Of course. <laughs> Cage, how's your British accent? Hello. Great. <laughs> Nailed it. You're in. <laughs> uh, you know what, Mark? That that is a good question. I don't know if you have like an outsider's perspective on this, but Christian Bale. Who? Wild card. <laughs> uh, Christian Bale, he's got a relationship with Warner Brothers. He was in the Dark Knight movies. Um, and he's just phenomenal in pretty much any role you stick him in. He could be fun in a dark character like that. And yeah. he's Welsh. And you could so, – that was my thing is like you could give him the makeup and the hair and transform him. Like I feel like that's – he's got a very distinct look in the movie that you don't have to – it doesn't need to be Johnny Depp. Does that make sense? You can no, that makes sense. You yeah. to look like the person – and you can kind of like Dumbledore, just get over it. Keep moving forward. Yeah, it's going to be something that's possibly more interesting than the actual movies themselves. But <laughs> I'll be following along. I mean, it will be interesting to see. You can't just like say no Grindelwald anymore. Like you have to replace them. So yeah. also had no idea that this movie was being filmed in September. I mean, good for them. Do we have any updates on the Batman? I want that to resume filming. Yes. Uh -oh. I was yeah, like, well, I'm looking at Mark like, you know, the guy. <laughs> I got yeah, I got, I got a guy, but I don't know. I haven't heard any new updates on on the Batman, so we can only hope that things are going well. Just I need movies, guys. We're we're running low, so low in fact that we all watched a movie from thirty seven years ago to entertain us. It is a cult classic for Halloween. It is Sleepaway Camp. Uh, 1983, let's give a little uh, summation. Angela Baker, a shy, traumatized young girl, is sent to summer camp with her cousin. Shortly after her arrival, anyone with sinister or less than honorable intentions gets their comeuppance. This is directed by Robert Hiltzik. It's starring Felissa Rose, Jonathan Tiersen, Karen Fields, and a bunch of other people that you may not recognize. Um, Mark, since we talked about Harry Potter with Boyle, <laughs> what did we... What do we think of Sleepaway Camp? You've seen it before. So this, but what, uh, what, what do you think? This is a rewatch for me, um, as I'm kind of the scream queen of this group. Uh, I I love this movie. Um, it's very campy, very 1980s slasher. Like you get exactly what you expect, except um, they do have a twist at the end. And I tell you, I promise you, the twist is one of the best in uh, in horror history. Um, because it's, you, 
so difficult to see coming. Like uh, M Night Shyamalan would have just been, you know, he probably saw this and like that's when he started writing movies. Just some, uh, you know, how how good of a job they did with this. Um, I just thought so much of it is something. Uh, it's such a horror trope now. Like so many of those tropes come from this. Uh, they just really kind of set the standard of, of what would make it into movies um, of this ilk. Like uh, during the day, um, summer fun, sort of sinister things going on. Uh, I Again, I love this movie. Um, I'm glad that we got to re-watch it as a group. It got me like so excited that you guys were going to see this. It, it's, Mark, it's almost like it's its own parody of itself. But like it obviously was made earnestly, but it's like yeah. in real time, it is like we are making fun of our current selves. Like it's almost like it's like one of those stars aligning kind of situations. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like um, because it, it's just so many of like these are the horror cliches now, but this is 1983. So like these weren't cliches yet. So like yes. us, it, this borders on kind of horror comedy, whereas People like just watching horror for the first time, they're going to say like, this is terrifying, like to them, but to us, completely different, different perspective. Now I sent something in the chat and I quickly, I know Boyle knows that's uh, Ken Marino and Joe Latrulio. So if you've ever seen, (laughs) if you've ever seen Wet Hot American Summer, apparently Ken Marino based his character, uh, his look of his character off that super jacked counselor. No way. uh, Sleepaway camp. Yes. (laughs) oh that's perfect (laughs) right yeah Yeah. so it's so all right so i want to give my uh thoughts on i'm not gonna give my score right away just first off from an when you're watching movies we talk about this all the time if you are entertained it basically trumps anything else like any kind of thing you have wrong with the movie from beginning to end you cannot take your eyes off this movie i put it on i told maddie and austin like come on put this on trust me like i've heard great things about this movie they're like Really, we're gonna watch a stupid, like, scary movie from 1983. My sister doesn't really like horror movies that much. Not even, not even 10 minutes in, sucked in. Everyone's sucked in right away. It is, it is so entertaining for both unintentional and intentional reasons. I'm something about the setting of it being a bunch of like, kind of like preteen and teen kids just yeah. swearing and being just vulgar. <laughs> You're just like, who's watching these kids? And then you remember, like, oh, it's the early '80s, like late '70s, like these kids, like eh, kids were just like literally like left to fend for themselves. Uh, it just they're just swearing at each other nonstop, hating each other, just bullying each other at all times, um, just mean, mean kids, just having a blast. And you just can't stop watching. And the death scenes are just ridiculous. Some of the acting is like oh, oh, over the top, like dude, so much fun and. And then the final thing, and I'm not going to give it away, but you're just like jaw open, like uh, uh, what? What did I? What did I just watch? So uh, yeah, I mean, look, it is. It's one of those you have to see it to believe it. I, I like it's one of those I recommend to people who are fans of like good bad movies. The, like if you like those, like and you like watching like movies unironically, you will be so entertained by this movie. I'll give my score later. Boyle, what'd you think? Um. So. I like you guys have kind of all really touched upon a lot of the points is that it is a very like we're watching in a different time. Like I would have wondered what this would have been like watching in the eighties, like when it first came out, like that kind of would have been a very interesting experience. Um, and like, especially that last scene, but we'll get to that. <laughs> like, but basically like, like imagine being on a date and that happening at the end, you'd be like, what <laughs> or something you know what i mean like people went to the movies for dates back in the day like that would have been wild well, but, uh, no boil but how about going to see that thing and not having an internet to talk about it with like a million people afterwards you just like yeah. i have to i have to live with these thoughts i can people only explain like, it to uh, have you seen sleepaway camp <laughs> you guys gone to the theater recently <laughs> like i you gotta tell to you something someone. <laughs> you gotta yeah. talk you gotta see that uh but <laughs> i don't want to give it away but you gotta see it uh no it was just yeah it was wild and um the whole time you're laughing. Honestly, they were pretty good about the different vulgar ways these people died. And like the, you know, they really did a good job of like keeping you on the edge of your seat. Like who's doing it? What's the, you thought you had it the whole time. And then nah, the curveball at the end, I was like, these guys, 
I'm going to figure this out. And then you could not have figured that out. Yeah, um, I had, I mean, first time I watched, I had no idea. Yeah. So like, it, it's a total jaw drop moment. You're like, what? Yeah. Like, hey, just like, I've never seen a movie drop its twist with like 90 seconds to go. L- less, a minute? Yeah. Like Maybe. 45 seconds? Literally yeah. seconds. It's just like, it's just like the camera and you're just, uh, uh. And it just freezes there. And you're like, yeah, you're just like, wait, what? 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 Yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you something. It was... Now, to me, I started it the night prior, and I started getting too sleepy, so a half hour in, I stopped. So I woke up on a Saturday morning at 8, eight o'clock in the morning, and I watched the end of this movie. So by 8.30, I've officially like started my day off with ending that screen to start my <laughs> morning. Cup of Joe, sipping, and I'm like... I texted you guys. I was yeah. like, that was a weird way to start my day. <laughs> well, you must have been thinking about that for like the rest of the day. Like, <laughs> like showering. I'm like, what happened? What did I just do? Trust tree. Trust tree. I watched it before bed and Maddie and I were kind of like, I'm kind of scared by that. And I was like, yeah, I kind of don't want to turn off the lights for like, f- like 30 minutes after the movie. I was kind of like, I don't really want to go to bed right now. I was a little, <laughs> little creeped out. Trust tree. Okay, out of the trust tree. Okay. Yeah, I do yeah. want to say uh, those death scenes, especially for the 80s. Like, those were some, like, Final Destination. Yeah. Like, the bees? Deaths. And I was like, all right. Like, Seriously, that killer did some research. Yeah. What was your favorite death scene, Mark? Uh, opening opening death scene was just... Like, the, the opening oh, death scene. Oh, the boat. Yeah, because it's, like, so avoidable. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> What? What? Get like just, <laughs> just driving a boat straight forward while looking back, being like, I can't. What? She, what she's saying? I can't hear. Yeah. <laughs> and then the boat's on the shore, and she's like, yeah. "Get someone!" <laughs> the body's floating. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so dead. Oh man, uh, the uh, the bee scene, yeah. phenomenal. The, the, the guy coming. Yeah, the bees. The guy coming back to like the little kids who he left behind in their sleeping oh bag. God. I was like, this is dark. It's like, oh, oh. I was like, I was like squinting. I was like, I was like, what does he see? Like, I can't really see it. I'm like, oh, are they dead? Are they dead? I thought it was a joke. Like, I thought maybe they were playing a prank on top of the killings happening. And I'm like, oh no, they're dead. They're They're dead. dead. So dead. And like for no reason. The the lawsuits (laughs) that are going to occur. The sand scene. That's why they. That's why they died. Oh, dude. The uh, Boyle. I do want to know. you have to bring it up, the uh, police officer. Oh, thank <laughs> you for reminding me because I would have been very bummed if after the episode we texted about that because we usually do that. But the mustache, when he come, like you knew it was fake, whatever. But like whenever he came out of the cabin <laughs> from the for the the hairdressing scene, he comes out of the cabin. It just zooms in. It wasn't zooming in on his face. It was zooming in on his mustache, like deliberately on the mustache. Right. <laughs> it was. It was a dollar store like tape on. It was so awesome. <laughs> the shine, the shine coming off that mustache was just <laughs> tremendous. It's. I don't even know what he said because all I could think about was like, "That's a fake mustache." He didn't guys. say like, anything. Uh, That's the best part. Like, but all you could think of was him just going, "Oh my god," <laughs> you know, like one of those. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, because he goes into the bunk and he's just yeah, like, and he's just like. That's why that's why his whole facial expression is the funniest part because he doesn't say a line it, and it doesn't zoom in on his face. It like zooms in on his mustache. <laughs> Simply incredible. So uh, what do we what do we give this, Mark, out of 10? Uh, or out of the slow scale, sorry. You know five. what? The slow scale, it, it kept up. Uh, I didn't change my score from the original. Um, I give this four out of five stars. So this, mm. this would be an eight out of 10 from, from me. Eight out of 10. Uh, for reasons like even though it's can't beat us now, we find it pretty funny. A lot of the stuff was innovative. Um, over the top death uh, scenes, uh, great twist ending, um, campy acting, right? Like it seemed like they were all like kind of in on it. I loved it. Eight out of ten, uh, and I also gave this a must watch for horror films. Must watch. Absolutely. Yeah. If you if you like scary movies, 
you've probably seen this before, but if you haven't, it's on Shutter on Amazon Prime. Go watch it. Like it's, or Peacock. I will also say, and I was going to get this after our scores, but uh, I really enjoy the Peacock experience for a free platform. You just sit through those ads at the beginning and then you just watch the movie all the way through. It's user-friendly. The The way things are organized on their home screen is actually pretty nice. Their collections were pretty good. They knew like it's Halloween. Like here are, here are literally all our Halloween movies. Here's like – yeah, a big fan of Peacock. Same. I'm not, I'm not on it enough yet. And I don't know if I'll pay for it. I think I'd have to make, you know, enough money to have that reasonably in my subscription, you know, that you get every month. But big fan, big fan. But Boyle, continue. What, what would you give it out of 10, Boyle? I was going to let you go first. I was waiting for you to finish that. All right. I'll, I'll go. I give it 9 out of 10 on the Fisher scale, 9 kernels. Just that extra point that maybe separates me from Mark is like me just like I, – I very much get emotion, emotional attachment to the experience of me seeing the movie. So the extra point there is seeing it with Maddie and Austin. Um, you know, Austin has now moved down to Georgia, Savannah, Georgia. So I'm going to miss watching movies, the three of us. So uh, that was a lot of fun. So nine kernels out of 10 for me. Woo! Uh, Love just, that. just a, just a big fan. Just a big fan. Boyle. Um, I gave it the best seven out of 10. It could. Uh, I loved the movie. Don't get me wrong. It was to me, a 10 out of 10 for the movie it was it just in like i i could only give it a 7 out of 10 just in like overall i think it's a it's a fun watchable but it definitely is an appeasing there's a certain crowd for this movie um so mark i agree a must watch but in the same sense i don't because there are certain people i would never tell to go watch this so it's like <laughs> yeah, and just because yeah, like they wouldn't appreciate it yeah, there's certain fan like you gotta watch this yeah i mean it was wild i've never seen it i guess but like <laughs> it's not scary it's not horror to me this <laughs> is like a suspense movie like and even then it's not it's not scary the ending is just wild like you're just like okay it's not even like you don't see any of the murders you see half of the murder not even you see a pg version of the murder and then them just dead you know it's like it's very good for what it was, but there's a limited crowd that I think I'd probably explain to go see this. Um, yeah, I'm still, I, yeah, seven out of 10. I still just, I think it was a fantastic movie, a fantastic watch um, and a wild experience. Loved it. Love it. Well, we quickly transitioned from Halloween, uh, quickly, eight out of 10, four out of five on the soul scale for Mark, seven out of 10 for Boyle, nine out of 10 for me. Shudder, Peacock, if you're still in the the Halloween spirit, check it out. But we're going to go from one holiday to all holidays now with Holiday on yes. Netflix. Good job. Uh, who else saw this? I saw it. Boy, you saw it. I, I'm teetering if I want to watch this or not. Wow. Okay. Like based I love on it. Reviews. So you guys can flip me here. We, everyone listening, we could see you know whether they can convince me to watch this movie or not. Guess what? I'm going to be the spin vote and Rojas take it away. All right. I'm going to be the prosecutor here. Totally. I am not going to be the defendant of this movie. <laughs> I know. I, I will not take on this case. I am the state. I am locking this thing up. Go for it. Uh, or, or maybe at least a heaven, uh, a heaven, heavy fine. Uh, holiday, not the holiday as I thought it was. I'm becoming an old person where I'm throwing the in front of everything now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, the family guy. It's a good show. Um, <laughs> Holiday, it's a Netflix comedy romance, came out uh, on October 28th, so uh, you know, let's go right to it. Uh, fed up with being single on holidays, and that's a key part, two strangers agree to be each other's platonic plus ones all year long, only to catch real feelings along the way. This is directed by John Whitesell. It was written by Tiffany Paulson. It's starring Emma Roberts, Luke Bracey, Kristen Chenoweth, maybe a few other people that you recognize here and there. Uh, okay, prosecution. Okay, so this is a movie that within five minutes you know you're – it's got that Netflix look to it, you know, where you're like, yeah. oh, this is, this is a little cheap. And then it, there's a few lines that get thrown out there. You're like, oh, this is a raunchy – like this is not your little sister's Netflix romantic comedy. This is like your like horny neighbor, like wow. their <laughs> Netflix comedy where you're just like, oh, okay. All right, Sarah. Um, this, this movie is 
pretty aggressive in its dialogue. Uh, and then that, which at first you're kind of like, oh, little change of pace, like a little bit different. And then it kind of like just evolves into like all the tropes of like the romantic comedy thing. Now, Mark, it, this movie doesn't take place just through the traditional holiday season. It is from a Thanksgiving to a, it's like a Christmas to New Year's to Valentine's Day to there's a Mother's Day scene. Like it is every holiday. Yeah, it's every holiday throughout the year. It's it's one of those. Um, it's it's. The chemistry between Emma Roberts and Luke Bracey isn't bad. It's just some of the dialogue is kind of just like, meh, kind of meh. And like some of the bits and jokes are kind of just fall flat for me or they're not even really jokes. And it's just them kind of like arguing and it's kind of just like a neither here nor there movie. It's completely forgettable. In fact, I pulled the Nick Boyle here and broke it up over two viewings. Uh, Boyle, I watched it on a uh, a Saturday night or a Friday night like a week ago and then I finished it on Saturday Oh my God! You had a week in between. See, yes, I, I, I don't do that. Like, I need to I get know. the movie done because that that kills me <laughs> to wait that long. That that's why I wanted to say it, boy, because I didn't want you to think you're the only one that does it. Like the night, <laughs> the next day, yeah. I waited a whole week. Uh, <laughs> it was super forgettable. Like the ending, you're just like whatever. So I gave it four kernels out of ten. That's that's my thoughts on the holiday. Like I did not like it. Scott I did not like it from the prosecutions. All right, uh, Boyle, see what you got for the defense. Listen, if this guy doesn't look like me, I don't know who else does, Jonah Hill. But, no, <laughs> let's start into the <laughs> I know where that's from. <laughs> that's, so, uh, basically, my thought on this movie is, should I get my score right away or wait till the end, Rojas? I wait till the end. That's your, your closing okay. argument. All right, all right. So, just like Rojas said, it was hot off the tracks. Mikhail and I watched 10 minutes of this movie, looked over each other and went, okay, not the net, not the cat, you know, the normal Netflix route. So I felt it, it, it had the Netflix, like, I don't know if it's the lighting Rojas or whatever it is, but it's like, you're like, okay, yeah, we're in a Netflix movie. And then it's got that feel to it. And then I just felt that it's, it had like those bad Christmas, bad mom's Christmas vibes, Rojas with the comedy. Yeah. And it just, it was like, okay, we're gonna, this is going to be good. And then it just, it started slumping off after this like whole dance interaction scene. And before that, I liked the plot. Like, okay, these, you know, it was just something different out of the box. You bring this person around for a holiday, only your holiday dates. After that, you don't need to talk. You're my one. I call you up because Thanksgiving's around the corner. Like, interesting. You guys get along. They, I, I did think they had good chemistry. I thought they started that way very well. But what happens is, you kind of guess it. You're like, well, they're going to fall for each other, blah, blah, blah. And it just started becoming too apparent. And the movie became so long that then you were like, can we just get to this? Like, you've done enough yeah. holidays. We don't need another holiday. You guys argue over something stupid and he comes to save the day. And he was honestly a great guy the whole time. And she just couldn't open up. And it was this, it's your classic movie. And we're like, really? However... I thought it was a better Netflix movie than some of the ones we've seen. And I think that it was kind of your enjoyable date night sort of movie. Like you throw it on because it's an early holiday movie. You're not getting into the good holiday movies yet. It's something new. It's on the top 10. Let's check it out. And you're kind of into it. I had somebody who never watches movies. We were talking the other night and she's like, have you seen this yet? And I was like, no, I haven't. I was thinking about watching it. We're, you know, we might do it for our podcast. She's like, honestly, me and my, you know, me and my husband really liked it. And I was like, I'll give it a try. I mean, you're, you don't go watch movies all the time and stuff. So like, I'm in, I need to know that crowd. We need to keep those crowds in mind. So for somebody who watches movies all the time, Mark might need a neutral bias here. This movie was leaning six, six and a half for me, but. It got so corny at the end, I had to go five and a half because it still deserved credit because I thought it was a cool idea. They kind of executed it in the right path, but classic Netflix producers bombed it at the end. So Yeah, I, two things I want to jump on Boyle's point. Do Way it. too long, Boyle. Way too long. It's an Way hour too, and we Mark, broke it's it an hour 43. I was going to ask if you guys knew or could guess the runtime because I just pulled up the page. I would have said two hours and 10 minutes because it felt like an eternity. Two hours and 10 minutes? It felt like a week and a day for me. <laughs> 104 minutes. That's not good. 
good. <laughs> it's not what you want, especially when you start it at like 11 and you're like, wait yeah. a minute, what? Like, yeah, you're just like, this is mm-mm. Uh, so yes. Good point by you, Boyle. And then two, I think I said this on my Instagram story. It is, it's the best version of a bad Netflix movie that I've seen in quite some time. Like yes. that kind of Netflix movie. Yep. You're just like, wow, like the rock clapping if like, <laughs> I mean, you were bad, but you were good at being it bad. Wasn't like, ter- like, and that's my thing. You still left at the end, like whatever. It was a cute movie. I could totally see watching it honestly again at some point, probably not, but it's yep. like, a okay. Like, I just yeah. feel like we see worse things. I couldn't go below a five for this movie because it, it's we've a ki- seen it, yeah. worse. It, it's a kid's meal at a fast food joint. It goes by like quickly and you already forgot about it. And you're like, I didn't really gain anything from this. So <laughs> it's a dollar menu. That's a better I, way. It, to put it. it was a dollar menu. Yeah, it really was. So it was the two five for half. five. <laughs> <laughs> it was a five and a half for you, Boyle. Yeah. Four for me. Mark, yeah. if you see it, let us know. It's like Boyle said. You know what? It's this is the countdown to the countdown. Yes, to the countdown to Christmas. Like this is like this. And another one popped up this week too. Did you guys see it? Another new Netflix Christmas movie popped up this week as well. What is it? What is it? Uh, I I don't know if it was an original or a it it popped up in my top ten. But weirdly, my top ten on my TV and my phone have two different top tens. So I'll get back to you on what the name was. Operation Christmas or something. I don't wow. Sounds awful. Doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound good. Well, Boyle, you're going to have to carry us in this next segment because you finished a movie that Mark and I had watched uh, a while ago. It is Borat 2. We want to give you a few minutes to get your thoughts out there. You have to let us let us know what you thought, Boyle. Take okay. it away. Not much to talk about here. Here's my thoughts. For what was talked up a lot to me fell flat. I didn't find it overly funny. I didn't find it. I mean, don't get me wrong. It had its points. It had its jaw drop moments. It had its like, eek, here we go. But I just like, I didn't care enough. And like, I watched it over to another two day movie for me. It just like, and I was really, I had big hopes. So just, so you know, we'll come back later. I also rewatched the first Borat right before I watched this one. And also before Prime made it that you had to pay for it, which score for me. But um, it just, I don't know. I just, I was, I wasn't as pleased as I thought I was going to be. And I didn't enjoy as much as I thought it would be. To me, honestly, it was just, it really was a flat, okay. I saw it. I laughed. It was a good, but it wasn't anything I will ever say. I need to go back and watch Borat too. So wild card, gonna say it. I'm giving this movie a six out of 10 because I thought that it was good in the sense of the material and what he did again. He's a very, very good at what he does artist, I would say, Um, you know, as an actor and, you know, just creating this persona. But in just the movie overall, I don't know. I wouldn't tell somebody to run out and see it. Like it was good, but like, whatever. I think that's fair. I mean, Mark, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that's been a lot of the chatter about that movie. Yeah, no, I think he's kind of spot on with that. Nothing really to add. Yeah, I think I think most movie fans are in agreement. Is agreement technically a word? Yeah, I think so. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I took one English class one semester of college, uh, and I got a C plus in that. Don't tell mom and dad. I won't. Oh no, they're gonna listen to it. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> we never see Ross again. What happened? Yeah, I, he got grounded. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, thank you, Boyle, for sharing. I appreciate it. And uh, let's, guys, this is the quickest we've gotten to the segment. Let's not uh, lose our steam here. Good, bad, watchable. We get one minute each to talk about movies this past two weeks that we saw were good, movies that we saw that were bad. Skip them. And movies that are somewhere in the middle in the watchable range. It's good, bad, watchable. Mark, since you've been so patient with us the last uh, few moments, we're going to launch you off here with your good. So we're going to put 60 seconds on the clock. Get ready for it, Mark, and go. My first suggestion is uh, actually coming from our listeners in New Jersey. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Thanks, boys. Uh, That movie was amazing. Uh, Kurt Russell, it's action. It's Chinatown in San Francisco. 
It's nothing what I expected it to be. It's nuts. If you don't mind mixing some sci-fi, uh, fantasy with action, and you love Kurt Russell, rent this movie. Uh, I also watched Blue Ruin on the plane down to the bachelor party. Uh, it says it's an award-winning movie according to Netflix on its like little categories. Um, didn't know what to expect. Saw no trailers going into it. Gritty, dark. You get a. It's a revenge plot. Basically, I don't. I can't even really explain it. But it's an award-winning film. I just highly recommend it. Uh, that's on Netflix again. Big Trouble, Little China. You gotta rent it, but worth the three dollars. And I'm done. Mark, I this close, man. I almost watched that movie last night. I was scrolling and I was like, what? Or not last night, two nights ago. And I was like, ooh, this looks good because it's a new edition of Netflix. And yeah. I was like, ooh, cool. And I just realized how late it was. And I was like, there's no way I'm staying yeah, up for it's this movie. A, it's like gritty. Yeah. Um, little Blue Ruin, I, I watched when it came to Netflix. Uh, it was 2016 because I remember I was getting ready to move out of my house. And uh, I'm glad you watched it, Mark, because when I watched it four years over four years ago now, I, I – I just was I think I was too preoccupied by cleaning up my room while watching it that it's like one of those movies you have to like kind of like sit with, right? Yeah. I uh, I didn't give it a review on um Letterboxd, but I did give it uh three and a half stars. It's 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 good. It's good. Yeah. A, a lot of people swear by it. Um but yeah, Boyle, yeah, uh, let us know. I I think this is a movie Michaela could watch, right, Mark? It's not scary, right? Um yeah, it's, inten- it's intense. She, she could be fine. It's a little more thrill, but there's a there's a decent amount of blood, not so much gore. That's fine. It's more yeah. about paranormal, so that that'll be great. Yeah, yeah. Just wanted to let you know, Boyle. I feel like we have to give it the uh, parental advisory. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> That's the perfect way of putting it. Uh, big, big trouble in Little China. However, no parental advisory. This movie rules. I gave it four stars out of five. <laughs> that 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 movie has Mark DeSisto written all yeah. over it. Like, just take one look at the poster. Yeah. Um, I've been circling that one for years, so it, it it's on the watch list. Yeah, Kurt I'm, Kurt Russell. I'd watch it again. It was that it was that good. So shout out to my boys in New Jersey for recommending that one. That was that was awesome. Thank you to our Jersey guys. Big shout out there. Big contingent. Uh, uh, big fi- part of our fan base. Yeah. Boyle, are, are you ready for a minute for your good? Oh, here we go. All right, ready, Boyle. Three, two, one, go. This just in, just finished over the past 24 hours, is The Impossible on Netflix. I've been looking for this movie for years, trying to watch it on some sort of platform. Finally came out. Thank you. It is about the tsunami that hit in Thailand, based with Errol McGregor and Naomi Watts and young Tom Holland, which he played a great role. This movie, 8 out of 10. Very good to watch. Knock, knock. A very interesting thriller where Keanu Reeves is not a badass. Interesting. But I enjoyed it. I gave that one a six and a half out of ten. Very good watch to just kind of go with. And last, due date. Robert Downey Jr., Zach Alphanakis. I mean, the movie is just still, it holds up. It's still just as funny. On Netflix, nine out of ten, guys. That movie is a funny movie. Maybe 8.5, but, like, it's right there. It is a good movie. Done. Oh, Boyle had eight seconds to spare there. Good job. Yes. Due date is like Nick Boyle written all over it. I remember when it came out, how excited Boyle was for it. Like, that's a Boyle movie right there. I gave it an uh, 8.5, by the way. 8.5. Okay. I thought thought it was good. I I didn't like it as much as Boyle did, but definitely a watchable from this guy. Well, that's a rewatch I've never seen it. That's the other thing. That's what we figured. It's a funny, great movie. To see it a second time, you're like, dang. If you've never seen it, that's a good lighthearted movie you should watch. I got to spoil. I haven't watched Knock Knock recently, but I've watched it, and it's got Ana de Armas in it, who is mm-hmm. my um, newest movie girlfriend. Um, she is fantastic. Yeah, and- like I mean, this that Knock Knock is a wild movie. I don't even know like what genre to label it. It's nuts. No, and it's definitely a rated R movie. <laughs> but <laughs> so basically, the movie overall is a great watch for all families. No, <laughs> that is great. Watch it with the kids. Uh, don't, don't. It's weird because Keanu Reeves is like he's a classic dad in this. Like yeah. he tries his best, but he is no, he's no not, stand against. 
no, he, he's nothing. It's just so weird to see him like that. So it's very interesting. I wasn't expecting that. All right. Here's my good. Going in three, two, one. All right. I saw The Departed on Amazon Prime. That was really the first time I'd sat there from beginning to end and watched it, which is, I know, shame on me. I've watched so many scenes from that movie over the years, just like catching it, um, that I felt like I had already seen it. But like, it's one of those things where at the end, you're just like, this is all the things that make a really, really, really good movie. It's my only knock on it is some of it just feels like it's all like perfectly placed in there that it's like, this is stuff that makes a good movie. Look at this, all this good stuff that it's almost like self-aware of how good it is. But that's the only negative thing I'll say about it. I mean, Jack Nicholson, fantastic. Alec Baldwin, hilarious. Um, Leo is just so good. He's like, he's just so good, man. He's such a good actor. Matt Damon's good in it too. Like it's, it's a phenomenal movie for a reason. And I'm just so happy I, I finally sat down to watch it from beginning to end because it's just so entertaining and, and so Boston too. So I really enjoyed it. Departed on Amazon Prime. Uh, I don't know who I have to recommend it to who hasn't seen it and time. 102. Ooh. Ah. See, I was trying to stretch because I thought I was going short. Shame on me. All right. We're now on to our The Bad. Mark DeSisto. I'm very excited about this because you wrote boo in the notes. About <laughs> Love this. that. So, Love that. Let's put a minute on the clock for our friend Mark. Ready and go. Boyle actually asked me if he should watch this one uh, within the last week. And I said, Boyle, this is a big fat skip, buddy. Um, I watched The Craft Legacy. So the, the follow-up movie, it is a direct sequel um, to The Craft, which is kind of like a cult classic. It's not that good of a movie, but it's enjoyable. It's got more of a cult following. Now this, The Craft Legacy... This, it was just kind of like bootleg. Like, they really didn't explain, like, much. Like, it, this is, like, 20 years, like, after the fact, like, from, like, the craft. Like, there, there should have been, like, much more kind of explanation, especially for a direct sequel. And, you know, the acting was pretty bad, and the storyline was pretty bad. I, just, I did not enjoy this. I was pretty disappointed, and I'm pretty sure that the general consensus from um, fans of the craft kind of feel the same way. So I highly recommend skipping this time. I love a good highly recommend skipping. <laughs> I, I highly recommend you do not watch this. Yeah, I watch uh, it so you don't have to, like, trust. The best. It's no one falls on more swords for us than Mark Sisso. Seriously. <laughs> you really do. A lot of crap. Well, that, it's a good segue for me because the next – all right, basically one of my movies – I'm shame on you for not putting this on your list, but we'll get into it. So, all right, boy, are you ready? Go. You, Mark, ready? you, me, you were there for it. Oh, oh I'm so bad, I forgot. <laughs> I oh, I knew you would. I knew you would. I don't even. I don't even have it on my diary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good. Call. All right. Oh wow. Boyle's okay. All right. Go. Yeah, Boyle's gotta go. <laughs> ready, Boyle, and go. So I had basically Mark and my brother and Michaela and I over and Michaela actually agreed to sit through a horror movie of anyone's choice. And we tried to narrow movies down that Mark hadn't seen and that I hadn't seen and that we basically something all new for us hard. And basically we came down to this movie called Our House, which is on Netflix. It was the worst. Uh, Rojas might have been worse than Incarnate. I gave this movie a 1.5 out of 10. Not good. Not good. And I, I don't even want to get into it. Not good. And ironically, I saw another movie called His House on Netflix, which is actually, it got like kind of decent reviews on um, Rotten Tomatoes originally. And it's, a, it's kind of like a thriller that we as moviegoers would like, but the normal person will not enjoy this movie. It, it really didn't even do much for me. I just liked the concept and kind of where they were going with it. But I even still then, I didn't give it much love. I think I gave it a 4.5 out of 10. So, done. 104. Not bad. Especially for talking about a different movie than the one that we hated. Oh, my God. I didn't even go into details in that, that movie. That movie stunk. Yeah. <laughs> bad movie. Uh, mine's going to be brief. So, we can put a minute on the clock, but I'm not going to need it. All right. I'm going in three, two, one. 
I saw The Incredible Hulk, Ed Norton's. I had to watch it because I haven't seen all the MCU movies and I'm listening to Binge Mode. Shout out to them. So finally saw this movie. It just obviously doesn't fit into the rest of the thing. I think what they were doing was interesting in the story about self-control and and having power you don't want and trying to be a good person. And maybe it's a metaphor for other things, you know, like abuse, drug abuse, you know, alcoholism. It just didn't fit into the overall vibe of all these movies. So I wasn't really entertained by it. Not good. Uh, well, not good to me. Could be good for other reasons, but I didn't enjoy The Credible Hulk and time. My only comments on that is I don't like that you, you – when you meant those movies, do you mean Marvel? Like the storyline? Oh, uh, no. It, does, I, it, it has no relation to those movies. They said maybe they can try to tie it in at some point, but when that movie was created – it had nothing to do with what we got. Yeah, I mean, it, it was being made simultaneous to Iron Man. Iron Man. Yeah, it I was, mean, it came out a month it, after. Well, I don't know why, though, because then they decided to go a different route with the Hulk stuff, and Hulk's whole storylines actually, yeah. it, as you know, embedded in all the rest of the movies. Yeah. Um, so I listened to the Hulk episode of Pinch Mode, and they're talking about um, the scientist that helped him like he got the blood in him in his See, head that's he's what a, they're saying that might tie in with Ruffalo yeah somehow, tim blake but... nelson uh, sure i mean i think that the right. mcu has moved so far past this that it's like not even right. it's hulk has already been in space so <laughs> what'd you what'd you rate this oh incredible hulk because i still thought it was an like if you just take the movie for what it was i thought they did okay with it i, I thought it was okay. a good movie they were like two stars I gave it, I think, maybe two and a half. I uh, really would give this movie a seven out of ten. I just think it's a good. Uh, I could throw that on. I wasn't entertained. It. I gave it two out of five. I gave it four out of ten. I guess I just, seven's high. Maybe, maybe six. Yeah. It just didn't entertain me. All right. I guess I'd have to, to relook. Actually, I'd have to go back because I ra- I rated them all when we did the Marvel movies. I'd have to go see what I actually gave it. Yeah. So we're gonna move along to watchable. It's one of my favorite categories. It's a complete wild card category. Mark. We're going to throw a minute on the clock for you. Ready and go. Uh, spooky season comes to a close. Uh, I finished it off with uh, Sliver. Um, Sliver is from 2006. Uh, you know what? It's kind of like an homage slash parody to a lot of horror movies, especially body style horror. So like a lot of the stuff is kind of gross. It's not overly scary. It's kind of like a, a reflection of itself like on for horror like what like when they go too far with stuff when they don't so i think it's like a happy medium of like a horror horror comedy um and if you don't mind like disgusting imagery like a lot of it like think like the fly like bodies get all like deformed and stuff it's it, it was enjoyable and you know elizabeth banks is in it i enjoy her yeah so yeah i go so it's a slither and you got to rent it though i couldn't find it I think it was on stars, but it's a rental. All right, son. Slither. Slither. Yeah, typo on the script. Oh, okay. I was like looking up Sliver with Sharon Stone from 1993. Ooh. Completely different. Uh, Oh, Slither. The poster on. Yeah, yeah. It's as gross as it sounds. Um, But it's, uh, it's watchable. It's definitely watchable. Oh, Nathan Fillion, too. All right. Mark, thank you for sharing. Boyle? For the record, I gave The Incredible Hulk the same exact score as you, Rojas, a two and a half stars out of five. I think I guess more on a likability factor, I would give it a six out of ten in that rewatch factor, if that makes sense. But I stick by my two and a half. Like, the movie itself, I guess, isn't that great. But anyways, just, just want to throw that tidbit out there. I, like I appreciate it. You're sticking to your guns. Of course. Um, Boyle, do you want to... Take a take it away with your watchable. Yeah, you, you have quite a bit. Yeah. So all right. Yeah. Ready? Give me set. Time. Go. So this was my spooky season, and I involved it over the past two weeks span. So here's what I got. I got the haunted mansion, which I gave a six point five out of ten on a normal watch. However, a seven and a half out of ten on the family scale is what I call it because I really loved that and it had some good nostalgia for me and I loved it. Same thing with the next one, Halloween Town, both on Disney Plus. Halloween Town, the movie itself is a six out of ten. Very weird questionable ending. I had a very, very funny conversation with Mark about it. But on the family scale I gave it an eight out of ten because it's still a fun Halloween flick that still kind of holds up for kids. Um and last 
I didn't write it in, Borat. I think Borat is watchable. I don't think it's fantastic anymore. I don't think it's bad. It just is, to me, a mere 7 out of 10. It's like, it definitely had its funny points, but it's not it's not as good as we used to hype it up as, I guess, and I'm done. 53, not bad. I saw Rojas look at the clock, so I gave up. <laughs> you saw me, like, turn and really. I was like, uh, oh, I went way over. It was a movie. <laughs> yeah, it was a thing. I saw it. I saw um, it. All right, I'm going to bring us home here in the watchable category because we're going to keep it moving tonight. That's going to – Dave from Door Redundancy is going to kill me for that. But anyways. <laughs> Ready and go. All right. Saturday morning, Julia likes to go babysit. So I have two and a half hours to myself, three hours to myself. Amazing. So on my Kindle, without even leaving bed, I put on HBO Max, which is how you can watch HBO Max these days, wow. uh, and watched American Graffiti. Uh, so it's on the AFI 100 list. It's number 62. It's on there for a reason. It definitely is like the granddaddy of like high school movies, movies that take place in one day, that kind of thing. Yes, the movie is almost 50 years old, but it's it takes place in 1962. So you see the nostalgia from beginning to end in this movie. It's just – it's such a good vibe in a time and place right before things kind of get crazy in you know, kind of US history. Uh, enjoyable movie. Definitely some things that have like not really like aged like the best in terms of like our, our lead characters. And, you know, some things happen in the movie that it's like, really, did this like take us where it need to go? But there's some great quotes in this movie that you're just like, it hits home. You can see how influential it was. American Graffiti, you could do a lot worse. If, in terms of homework for the AFI, it's a really good movie. Time. 104. Jeez, I'm going heavy, guys. Sorry. Like- I, I do want to say, say this. I tried to um, keep are good, bad, watchable, and all new ones. I rewatched some great ones for people, I think, you know, mostly our age, like mm. a little nostalgia, some just really good. Uh, I rewatched Knives Out. That gets better every time I watch it. I gave that a nine out of 10 or a four and a half star on my letterbox. That movie is, every time I rewatch it, it's fantastic. But I want, I just didn't want to put it on our, recommendations list because i think that's something you've seen if you haven't like already seen it but i'm letting the rewatch crowd know holds up every single time gets a little better you see each little new detail it's still on prime video i don't even know if they'll ever take it off but it's it's fantastic yeah it feels like one of those movies that's like gonna permanently be on prime almost it's been on for like like almost a year now yeah oh yeah uh, um when <sighs> nights out that come out last december i was november? gonna say I, it was yeah, it came definitely out. Wi- like winterish times. I mean, you guys know time for us is just completely like gone out the window now. Like, it doesn't came exist. out. Uh, let's see. What's weird is I've never rewatched that movie because to me that was one of those movies I always thought like I know what happens. Yeah. So I'm surprised that the rewatch is as enjoy as enjoyable as you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like the the little details like that you can pick up in a whodunit. Um, I always find it very helpful. Because you do know who done it, so you, like stuff starts to make more sense as you rewatch it. Yeah, I do appreciate that about going rewatch a mystery movie. It's kind of like when I rewatched The Gentleman. As soon as I finished it, I watched the last hour again. I was like, uh, uh. I, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, quickly, my honorable mention. I'm just gonna throw out two movies I saw. Uh, The Exorcist. Excellent. And I finally saw it. Uh, and Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle. That was a rewatch. Just love that movie. I love yeah. it. Sorry, not gonna apologize. Not. You may <laughs> okay. ask me to apologize. I'm not going to apologize. I love it. I'm movie. not gonna apologize. Uh, Boyle, any honorable mention you want to throw out there? No, just that the Christmas movie I was referencing is called Operation Christmas Drop, and it was just released over the past week. So, Ooh. I stand my case. Thank you. All right, uh, Mark. Before we get into our tweet uh, exchange from six years ago, you guys saw Bly Manor. Do you want to have Ooh. closing thoughts about Bly Manor? Did- we watched Bly Manor. Who oh, starts? No, I I watched it. I got through it pretty quick. I got through it in like a week after it first came out because I was such a big fan of The Haunting of Hill House. Same. Um, I thought this had like very brief moments of being like actually like scary and like more on like the horror side. And th- but those moments were few and far between. I think what it was more is confusing and like um, 
just by kind of making the story clouded and making it like so we don't know what's going on like that really doesn't make it like scary to me um i thought the acting was good but i thought the story was bad so it was like tough to stay focused and and stay locked in and dialed into uh, what the characters were doing and it, it pains me to say that because i really do like their uh the cast that they have assembled but it just wasn't very good i did not like it that much Didn't uh, it. i mean for me yes mark they went for jumps and they didn't even nail jumps you know what i mean like they had some really good irky moments and you thought something big and scary was going to happen and then it didn't and then you were like oh and i also watched this over probably a week and a half and it's it's one of those shows it's worth the binge you almost binge it to get it done (laughs) but almost because you just need the story you're like okay but i need to know what's going to happen to these people and i'm tired of watching episodes just please tell me and what killed me mark was episode (laughs) eight where then you finally found out this woman from episode three's story and you're like you could have told us this way before this way too long like stuff in between it's like i almost forgot about it yep exactly i was like oh and you're like oh now you need this classic episode to tie the whole story together here's what i relate related to mark is it's kind of like american horror story right they build you up the whole the whole season, trying to make you figure it all out, and then they're just going to twist everything, and or not really even twist anything. They kind of just put it there for you to just on a silver platter. Um, I guess it, to me, I did like the story. It just was too long. If there, if this was an hour and a half, hour you know forty five movie, if it was a six episode short, fine. The fact that they went nine full long hour, maybe even more on some of them episodes it just was like to the point where it was like we get it hannah gross is dead we get it like just (laughs) come on how are they not realizing it (laughs) it just there were so many things going on that you were just like it was almost like shouting at the screen annoying but i still enjoyed it it just isn't as good as hill house hill house was scary and that's more the route i think they need to go down they need to go more scary up front Keep it like six episodes. Keep us in. Get us out, and be done with it. So, well, thank you for that discussion. So, I'm gonna skip it. <laughs> Good. That that's gonna be my call. Uh, Renee Kakosa also uh, told me last night, not a fan at all. She said early on she was quick to defend it, you know, the first three episodes, and then she said after the three episode mark, she goes, "Oh, this is like." I don't really I was like getting, this anymore. Like, very bored until like episode five. I remember right. that being like decent, and I was like, "Still, oh, like, so, even if this is better. It's not much better." And Mark, you called it on the head. It was episode four. The storyline really got introduced. It was episode yeah. five. It started to pick up with its scares and things. Yeah, and, and was then like, it okay. was just like, yes, it's almost like they again they should have taken a couple episodes out and condensed. It was like. Too much. Too much. Yeah. Well, we're going to go back in time for this next part here because uh, for whatever reason, a confluence of circumstances aligned with the fact that Mark watched a movie from eight years ago uh, at his friend's bachelor party. And I happen to be looking at tweets from <laughs> almost seven years ago. And that's about the movie That's My Boy from 2012. Uh, starring Adam Sandler and Andy Samberg. Uh, let's read the tweets from January 18th, 2014. <laughs> uh, and I quote, <laughs> I'll read my tweet. Um. Now, Mark DeSwolso at the time, I think might have been called Han Swolo at this point or Source Rex. No, I can't remember. Probably um, Juice Springsteen at that point. Yeah, actually, I think this might have been the Juice Springsteen days. Uh, you know, if you don't know, Mark has had yeah. a lot of names. <laughs> my Serious poll. Oh, yep, that's right. Oh, no. Ser- I mean, Your junior year. Junior year, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god. Yep. I know. Time. But, uh, serious. I tweeted out into the world. Uh, yes. Serious poll. Which movie is funnier, Dinner for Schmucks, or That's My Boy? Please respond. <laughs> we we, we and, not many responses, I, but we got enough. Yes, I responded January eighteenth that day. I said, "That's my boy," and it's not even close. Which. uh at the time, had never seen Dinner for Schmucks. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, it's not even close because to me, it's, uh, yeah, it wasn't even close. And then uh, here we are. Um, 
recording this November 9th, 2020, uh, I responded to my own tweet saying, we'll be discussing this on the show in which Mark said, can't wait. Uh, it has now been, uh, like I said, seven years. I still have not seen dinner for schmucks. <laughs> so it's an income. It's an incomplete for me. I, what? I, I'm, I am recusing myself from this argument. It's been on Netflix for m- ever. <laughs> Dude, I take one look at that poster and I'll go, I can't. I can't. Oh, come it. on. Oh, it's not good. I've heard nothing but bad things about that movie. <laughs> nothing but bad things. I saw that to my boy once, and I've also heard nothing but bad things. And I saw it, and I remember laughing at it. Mark, you rewatched it. Funny still? We were, we were dying laughing. Um, <laughs> this was a movie that was um, a big hit uh, with my football team back in college uh my teammates would quote that movie all the time uh, and so we we tossed it on uh during our downtime uh while we were down in texas and we were just losing it like you know the jokes are coming you know they're dumb you know they're crude <laughs> still like still can't adam sandler's over the top accent just cracks a beer at every moment like just this Rex Ryan is in it. Rex Ryan's like his lawyer or accountant or whatever he is. Yeah. Vanilla Ice is Uncle Vanny. Like, I mean, it was just, it was awesome. It was a good movie. And that's, uh, the responses, too, though. Um, that's my boy in a landslide. Are you serious? <laughs> that's my boy. That's my boy. That's my boy for sure. And that's my boy from the Fordham crowd, at least. They, they were heavy supporters of That's My Boy. I loved Dinner with the Schmucks growing up um, just because AJ and I used to laugh so hard at that movie. And we rewatched it the other night. I fell asleep during it. To me, it still always holds up and it's funny. But, like, if you're comparing the two, That's My Boy wins. It's just, it is a more consistent funny. But uh, Dinner with the Schmucks is a certain. T- type of that dumb humor Rojas that you've been saying you don't like now so I think you would hate if you even watched it I've heard Dinner for Schmucks is kind of like the turnaround point in the Apatow universe where things start to kind of slide downward yeah, that, that that's what I've heard is kind of like comes after it but I mean that yeah, I mean, movie tw- wasn't one of his best <laughs> yeah I mean 2010 and I don't know yeah yeah, yeah. Eh. Not recommendable. I'll, I wouldn't recommend it to people. I guess. I guess that would be a that'd be a game changer. Here's my promise: seven years from now, I will get back to you as to whether or not I saw dinner for Schmucks or not. No guarantees that I'll watch it. I will just let you know if I have. Um, we have listener responses. Thank you, Mark, for bringing that up. Always love a good uh, discussion. So we've reached out to everybody on GBW Pod. Um, what are some of the things that you've watched over the last two weeks? You know, we always like to say that, and some people have responded. We have uh, B Burn twenty seven. Mark, that's one of your friends. Oh yeah. He watched Death of Stalin, Escape from New York, and for a few dollars more. Great picks. Great, and you know that's a good uh, that's a good spread. We're hitting all the genres there. A few dollars more, a spaghetti western, Escape from New York. Our man Kurt Russell, legend. Yeah. Not the final Kurt Russell pick in this batch here. And uh, B B Cat. Yeah. yeah, Death of Stalin. That's a good, good, dry, very dry comedy. I know not everyone liked I didn't it. Like, I did not like that movie. See, I love that movie, and I know I get it. Your yeah. whole family did, didn't they? Yeah, we do. We do love that movie. Uh, B Cat, my buddy B Cat, he said, "My cousin Vinny, first timer, hilarious. First I mean, time, excellent movie. Yeah, great call. Marissa Tomei won an Oscar for that movie. Yeah, that's my like. It, I hope you know my future wife is like that. Just same accent, same attitude. Mm. She's yep. perfect. That it. That is uh, goals. Uh, KMC Rojas said, um, the election results, duh. There was an election? No. The that was new movie? The movie? Movie election? Oh, I haven't it's seen it. That's on, um, uh, that might be on Hulu right now. Reese Witherspoon. Yes. Okay, maybe that's what she meant. Yeah, I, I watched that. I think that's what she meant. Uh, I'm just teasing Yeah. Check uh, that Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Redman watched Roman Holiday. That's a throwback movie. Ooh. The Seventh Seal. Uh, the Vanishing, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead an eclectic pick uh, of movies. And then uh, Tom Mato 13. That's, yeah, that's my boy. Yep. He saw Big Trouble in Little China. So <laughs> yeah. I also suggested that. So um, No, there's just, there's a brand new one. It just came in. Oh, what do we got? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Boyle, Boyle said Ghostbusters. 
<laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Got him. Oh my gosh. I, I, you know what? I'm going to, while, while we're, while we're here, um, I'm going to invite, no, it's too late. You know what? We got, we got to have, we got to have dual redundancy. It's going to have a real pod. That's going to happen. Yeah. We're, we're not, we're revisiting it. We will. We haven't even told them this yet, but you know what? I'll let this be the surprise at the end of the show. Uh, they're going to come on and they, again, they have, they don't know this yet. Cause I haven't told them, but they're going to come on in late November. Uh, we're going to do, they're going to be on our show for a holiday movies draft. Wow. Kind of like how we did a summer movies draft back Great in the idea. summer. Yeah. Cause we have them on every year. We do, uh, you know, preview all the summer movies. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to do that. We do like, we do a bunch of stuff with them and we haven't had a chance to have them on because there haven't been any new movies. So, uh, yeah, we're gonna have them on. We'll discuss Ghostbusters. That's my promise. It can just be a bunch of people throwing tomatoes at me, and uh, we'll do it the I'm... Ghostbusters holiday remix. <laughs> yeah, just sure. the the good, bad, watchable, dual redundancy holiday movie slash Ghostbusters special. There's got to be an acronym, right? <laughs> it's gonna be like several uh, like uh, colons, yeah, dash, slash, um, yeah, and symbol. So, guys, that's one of our quickest episodes uh, in a long time. Thank you, everybody, for messaging us on Instagram. Uh, any final words? Go Pats. Yeah. Go Pats. We need it. Go Pack. Go, Go Pack. Do they, they have a bye week? Do they play? Uh, yeah, they play. Yeah, the Jaguars coming up. Okay. All right. Yep. Well, Luton, look out. <laughs> um, no, I'm I'm fired up. Great discussion. Hopefully, we have some new movies coming out on uh, Netflix and Prime over the next uh, two weeks I, or so. I did, I did just live tweet uh, a new poll. See if we can get some more responses this this year. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, that sets us up for uh, at Mark Swolsto on Twitter. Yes. Uh, and Mark Swolsto on Instagram as well, right? That's right. Uh, Boyle O Boyle ninety two across the board. Rojo thirty six. GBW Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And, uh, yeah, that's all we got. So for Mark DeSisto, he is Nick Boyle. I'm Nick Rojas. We'll see you next time. Have a good one. Ciao. Bye. This is Cookie and... Kristen. And what did we just watch? The Selling. We saw it on Amazon Prime, Um, right? 2011. 2011. And this movie, I guess, a little quirky. Uh, I think it was a Kickstarter type movie. They raised some funds. It premiered at the San Francisco Film Festival. What's it about? Um, a a realtor trying to sell a house in a nutshell. You know. Yep. It said uh, I think it's five bedrooms, four baths, yep. twelve ghosts, something to uh, that effect. Yep. Yeah. Five bedrooms, four baths, twelve, 12 ghosts. Yeah. yeah. Um, I liked it. I thought it was funny. I was a little tired. I have to admit, yeah. towards the ending, I was petering out. You were petering out the beginning. So, no, like yeah, mid. well, and mid. you mid. Okay. But nonetheless, it was, it was still funny. Like I said, it, you know, I like the movies that don't take themselves seriously. And this did um, not. Yeah. And it was quirky, like you said. Um, Realistic, I think. I would have well, been totally like him when he yeah, first saw the reaction. Oh, 100%. Definitely yeah, exactly. were, we're definitely that. And right to the point where he's challenging it because he's mm. got a lot on the line. Yeah. He needs to sell this house. Yeah, so absolutely. I could totally feel that. Like, all right, this, you know. All right, you guys got to work with me now. But so. I think it, I don't know. I think it lost a little. Steam at the end? Yeah. Yeah, I got, you know, yeah, it just got couldn't kind of sustain. All right, so what do you give it? Well, I gave it a three. I gave it a three out of five. Out of five. It was pretty good. I liked it. Yeah. You recommend watching it? Yeah. Uh, especially during Halloween. Yeah, it's worth the watch. Absolutely. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs>